Hello, today I have the lovely Rachel with me. Hi Rachel, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi Donna, um, I'm Rachel. I'm the author of the Lockdown series, which is a series of three books so far, um, which looks at the fictional lives of healthcare workers working through the pandemic in a fictional NHS hospital. Uh, did you always know that you wanted to write? Um, not really, to be honest. I, I kind of toyed in school when I was about eight with the idea of being a journalist. Um, and then I, I ended up going down a completely different path and training as a, a doctor. And I now work as a GP. So I think no, really. Um, and then a, a couple of years ago, I started going to a creative writing group in the local library. So just got into writing a few short stories and things, but no, not really. No, bit of an odd twist of events, really. And um, just before we started recording, you said it was lockdown that led you to actually start writing. So what was it that made you think, OK, I'm going to sit and write a book? Um, at, at the beginning of lockdown, working in GP lands was, was just horrific, um, as it's continued to be a lot of the time. And then I thought, however bad it is in GP, it's got to be, you know, worse for people working in an actual hospital, not just the other doctors and nurses, but everyone from the cleaners, their jobs must have changed beyond all recognition. Uh, the porters, the healthcare assistants, the admin people in the offices. So this, this kind of little story about a fictional hospital where everyone had to work through the pandemic came into my head and I started writing it down. <laughs> um, do you have a favourite character? Oh, that's a difficult one, really. Um, I, think, I think my favourite one so far, it's got to be a bit of a toss-up between... Uh, Kyle, who's the, the cleaner, and Dave, who's the porter. Um, I, I'm, I'm a lot more used to Dave because he's a bit more established. So I'd probably have to say Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you want me to tell you about Dave? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> Dave is um, a, a man who is about, he's about 50 now, probably 51 since I wrote the book. He had a very unhappy childhood and ended up in care with his brother Ken. He didn't like being in care, so he managed to run away. He had a lot of adverse childhood experiences happen to him. And then he met his wife when he was um, a young man. And for the last 30 years, Dave has led a very happy life working as a builder. And then when his back started to ache a bit, he got a job in the hospital as a porter. Just as he started working in the hospital, the pandemic hit um, and dressed in his protective equipment and in his mask, Dave came face to face with an evil figure from the past and felt threatened. He felt all those horrible feelings that he thought he'd left behind years ago come back up to the surface. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, sounds fun to write. <laughs> yeah. um, do your fellow uh, colleagues and patients know that you've written a book or three books <laughs> um my patients don't um 
my surgery is a bit of an odd one, I suppose, because I, I still live where I was born and brought up and I work about probably six miles away from where I live. Um, and I do see some people that I know and some people that I, I went to school with. Um, so I think probably a couple of them know, but my colleagues know in work. They all know, yeah. I read it. I read them. A lot of them have. Yeah, a lot of them have, have read them. Um, and they, they, they kind of say, oh, where, where did you get the idea of, of this? Because I suppose it's about the hospital, not GP. And obviously I'm not allowed to write about anybody that I see or anything. Um, and yeah, we have quite a lot of discussions about it all. <laughs> um, what was I just going to ask you? I can't remember now. The birds are distracting me. If you hear a noise, we've got budgies and <laughs> they're very loud. Probably not for you, but they're right in my ear. <laughs> um, and that's what I was going to ask. Um, you said that you've written three. Um, and do you plan to carry on writing um, in that series? Or now you've got the bug, do you want to write something else? Yeah. Um, the next one that I'm writing is about a nurse who um, works in the hospital. And I, I'm, I didn't think I wanted to write about a doctor because it feels a little bit too close to, to me. Um, but I think I've been quite annoyed by some of the unfair slating that we've had in the press and all the rest, rest of it. So I, I'm kind of wondering whether to write one about the fed up GP or the fed up hospital doctor. So, yeah, possibly might carry on with this one. Um, I'm also wondering whether to, to start one about non-NHS key workers, so people who work in retail, um, you know, the care sector, HGV drivers and, and people like that. That's that's another idea that I've got as well. So, yeah, there, there are a few more ideas that I, I've thought about to write about the paramedic, for instance, um, the hospital Administ NHS administrators and the managers. Um, so I, I might carry on for a bit longer, but I'd also like to do one about the non-NHS staff as well. Yeah. Um, out of the three books so far, what was the most fun scene that you wrote and what was the most difficult? Um, the, I think the most difficult one was, was writing about Dave when he was in care. Um, I, I've never been in care myself, but can't imagine how horrible it must have been. And I tried not to write too much harrowing content in it that would trigger anybody who's had horrible memories of anything like that or adverse childhood experiences. But then without not doing it the justice of how horrible it must have been to be in that situation. So that... That, that was probably the, the hardest bit to write, I think. Um, I think my, my favourite one that I wrote um, was when Anne went back to her house to pick up the remaining stuff for her son from her horrible um, ex-husband, Ray, um, and they had a bit of a row in the street. That was quite fun to write. Um, because yeah, Ray's not a very nice man. He's not very nice to Anne, um, and she just had enough by then. Yeah. 
Um, since you started writing, what have you found easier than you're expecting and what have you found harder than you're expecting? Um, I think I found the actual writing, the, the flow and, and getting going with the writing a lot easier than expected. For me, the, the hard bit is things like design and layout of the book and, and all that kind of stuff because I'm, I'm not very good at things like that. I'm a bit rubbish, to be honest. So I don't I don't mind the writing. It's more the the final editing. Um, not great at attention to detail. So you know I have to read it a lot of times to make sure that there's no spelling mistakes um, and the pages are set out and all the rest of it. Just that the technical things that probably if you've got an agent you'd never need to worry about. Yeah, things like that. I think. Yeah, um, I helped publish one book. And the formatting of it just drives me insane. I hated it. It was awful. Yeah. So, yeah, Because totally. <laughs> it's kind of like from one job into another, I think, isn't it? That That's out of your comfort zone. Mm. Yeah. I say never again, but I probably will. But <laughs> hopefully it'll, it'll be a while. while. Very hopefully for you, won't it? <laughs> yeah, it does get easier every time you do it. But yeah, it's, if, if it's not your thing, it's still no more, not very much fun to do, I suppose, is it? <laughs> um, when you were editing, what was your most overused word or phrase that you had to cut out? Um, side. side. There's a lot of sighing going on. Um, I ended up getting a professional editor for books two and three because I, I was just rubbish at it. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of sighing going on by everyone and I didn't realise how many times I'd used that word until the end. So I think I, I cut it down to a limit of three uses of the word in every book now. Mm. That's interesting. I love asking that question because it's usually different, although just comes up a lot, but and everyone knows it straight away. They know <laughs> their words. Mm. I suppose if you get shouted at enough for overusing it, then you learn quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or when you read it and it does your own head in, I think that's the worst, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, um, what was I just going to ask you again? I've lost my train of thought. I haven't, I haven't had enough coffee yet, I don't think. Um, have you made lots of author friends since you started writing? Um, not, not really. Um, I've got a couple of friends that have written books in the creative writing group. Um, so that's been nice because they've been really helpful. They've helped with editing and beta reading and things like that. That's been great. Um, Conrad Jones has been very helpful, giving me some quite good advice. He basically said, Rachel, your, your covers are crap. So I'm out which was actually really helpful because when I looked, I thought, yeah, you're right, they are. Um, but yeah, I don't, don't really know that many others. Um, there's a lady who, who lives by me in Wrexham. She writes under the name of Nell Gray. Um, she writes romantic thrillers. So she, she's, she's quite helpful as well. But yeah, I don't really know anybody else. If you've got Conrad Jones on your side, you're doing all right. He's a good guy, so... <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that he was blunt either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I like that kind of feedback. Yeah. And uh, do you get much feedback from readers? Um, I, I do. I, I think when you do your first one, it's usually friends and family that, that buy it. So, so, yeah, I've got quite a, quite a bit from my village and, and the places around here. Um, not really got a lot of negative feedback, which I'm, I'm thinking it's probably because I've just got going and I haven't sold many and not enough people have read them yet. So I'm just, just waiting for that, really. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and think you know, J.K. Rowling or anyone like that. I think it's because um, just not enough people have read them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and since you set out on the journey to start writing, what's been your highlight so far? What's been your favourite standout moment? Um, oh, that's a, a tricky one, I think. Um, I think it was probably when I walked into my sister's house and saw one of their friends sitting there reading me book that doesn't oh. like to read. Yeah, wow. that was quite good. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> and I, I also... Was... Go on, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> I also saw one on eBay for sale, the second-hand copy. I thought, oh, it's getting round then. Maybe they just thought it was awful and they didn't want it anymore, though. <laughs> I'm sure that's not true. <laughs> they just give it to the charity shop then, probably. <laughs> if they're trying to sell it, then it's good. <laughs> um, what's your biggest dream? Um, I, th I think my, my biggest dream is, at the moment, in terms of work, if it gets that, that terrible or awful, um, that I can just sort of leave and get a job maybe cleaning the sewerage that's no stress or hassle rather than go to work and maybe still be able to write as well that'd be nice <laughs> um if you're able to spend a day with any author dead or alive who would you like to spend a day with um oh i think that's a difficult one my, my favourite author, and this is a totally random one, is from when I was a kid, um, Josephine Poole. I don't know if you ever read any of her books, Touch and Go, probably my favourite. Um, she's still alive. She's about, I think, in her 80s now. But she, she, she used to write children's books for teenagers. And the way that she wrote was, I used to find it absolutely beautiful. Her use of language was just amazing. Um, and it was like being there when you read it. So, yeah, probably Josephine Poole was my favourite. And you get much time to read. Sorry? You get much time to read. Um, not really, to be honest. Um, no, I've got, I've got three boys um, who don't, don't like to go to bed very early. Um, and then I usually tend to do stuff when they're in school. But yeah, usually just lasting it at night to, to kind of help me get off to sleep when I've eventually managed to get them to bed. And that, that's the only time. But yeah, I do like to read. Um, and quite often I'll stay up late and get a bit through a book or finish it rather than go to bed. Yeah, I think we're all <laughs> guilty of that, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Sacrificing sleep quite a bit. 
And if you get any other free time, what do you like to do with it? Um, in my free time, I, I like to get up early in the morning and go for a run every morning um, just to clear my head of everything. But other than that, I just like to go for nice big long walks up the mountains by us um, or up the castle that we've got in the village and just places like that, rambling around with the kids and my other half finding new new places to go. Yeah, I'm quite boring, really. Not at all. <laughs> um, if a genie was to give you three wishes, what would you wish for? Oh. Um, it's a weird one, really. Um, I think, yeah, I'd, I think I'd wish for a bit of peace. I've currently got someone yelling mum in the background. Um, and that, that's about it. I don't know, really. I'm quite happy at the moment. Um, probably that everybody could get back to normal from this horrible um, COVID. Um, and, you know, we could all to return back to being a bit happier and not being locked down all the time. <sighs> Sorry. Thank you, Mum. Yeah, no, that's just it. Just everyone to be happy going about the business, which I think um, not anyone's been able to, to do for so long. Um, it's been a bit of a harrowing time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you're able to travel to any period of time, either forwards or backwards, where would you go? Um, I think this sounds odd. I think I'd like to go back to the 1930s before computers and things like that were invented um, and we could just have a bit of a simpler life. Because I do, I do get quite a lot of mum guilt um, with kids going on technology. Um, and I feel like I'm constantly shouting at them to get off it and all the rest of it. Um, and we all did all right then, didn't we? Without things that we've got now that quite often we don't really need. So yeah, I think I think I'd like to go back there. Quite a popular choice actually. Um, and the 1920s just for the dresses <laughs> usually. Yeah, that'd be nice as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's next for you then? Um, so I'm right. The next book is about a nurse. It's about a young lady who's who works as a nurse on a respiratory ward during the pandemic. And it's called Karma in Lockdown because she is with her boyfriend who is very materialistic. He likes the finer things in life and doesn't really have the money to pay for them. And then just before lockdown, she finds out that he's been too time in her and he's not actually a very nice person at all. But because of lockdown, they have to live together. So it's quite interesting because none of them can find a house to move out to not live with each other. So it's quite fun, actually, writing about all the conflict and the drama that they're having with each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I imagine, uh, yeah, I imagine that was quite common as well, actually, during lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Lockdown, certainly, I can imagine that it's something mm. not everyone wants to read about because everyone's sick to death of it. But 
think um, it did pose quite a few interesting challenges that we didn't have before and having to live together because you literally can't find anywhere else to live and things like that. Um, that's been quite fun to write about. Yeah. Well, I can't think of any more questions for you unless you think there's anything I haven't asked you about that you want to tell us about. No, but I, I'd like to hear about your writing. see that you wrote quite a lot the other day. Did you reach your writing challenge? I did, yeah. Have you got um, any plans to publish anything? Or? Um, well, I've written a um, YA horror book that um, hopefully will be coming out next year. Um, I'm just trying to do final edits for, um, and then I need to finish the NaNoWriMo um, words. <laughs> so... Sorry. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, uh, I think I know where I want to go with it. So I've done 50 odd thousand, so I need probably another 30 or so to finish it. But yeah. I know where I'm going. So yeah, and then yeah, we'll see what, I, what I'll do with that next year. I don't know whether to self-publish it or or what, but there's going to be loads that needs work to do before then anyway. Brilliant. Well, you let us know when it's out in whatever format. I will, Brilliant. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, I've loved it. I've um, People are like, I can't believe you'd write that many words a day and stuff. My, my, some days was hard, but most days it was fine. It was fun, so it wasn't a problem. No? Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so I've got three copies of the cleaner to give away, if anybody wants them as well. Cool. Um, I'll get them to comment on the video when it's posted so if they want them then they can ask brilliant and if people want to find out more about you and they want to buy your books where can they do so um i've got a web page on facebook called rachel k parsonage um and it, it links to the amazon account where i've got the books fabulous well thank you very much you're very welcome thank you donna thanks a lot